Hi, welcome to Art of Academia, a weekly podcast featuring interviews with leading scientists and insider takes on life in academia, hosted by Komal and Madan, researchers from Cancer Science Institute, Singapore. Let's do some warm-up. Yeah, how was your day? Mm. How was my day? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just thinking, dude, I've, I've been having such bad memory lately. Okay, I guess day was pretty good. Remember yesterday I was complaining that um, I want to go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically feeling annoyed that there's so many like small, small things you have to do, right? It's like not getting time to sit down and then do the things that you feel are like important because they're also like difficult stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so got some clarity on that. I feel like I was, I think I was generally just in an annoyed mood. But also what helps is, like today, it felt good because, the, like I, I got some time to just sit down and do the one thing. Uh, but also it was nice because it I was using some things that I had learned before, like elsewhere, and I got to apply that. Uh-huh. So it's like kind of solving this problem in a new way, right? So it feels like, oh, I learned something new. Yeah. I think that adds to it. Absolutely. What about you? When you, when you, I don't know, when we were having this discussion about going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For you, I just felt like you're going to go and like write a book or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't, I want like one thing, just do one thing, mm-hmm. not be bothered by all these like other stuff you have to do, like, yeah. oh, wake up, shower, <laughs> go to lab. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for me, as in, most of the day was the TA stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it. It's. It is tiring physically a little bit because, of course, this was six hours. Yeah. Uh, but it's just nice to see, engage with these students. Um, six hours TA is crazy, by the way. What the hell? Uh, it, it's not exactly six like, hours. Like, there's different stuff that keeps happening. So, it starts around 12. Mm-hmm. The, the professor gives a little lecture. Mm. And then then the TAs take over. So, they then they will sort of give some theory lectures, uh, describe the experiment concepts, mm. this, that, which is, which is the nicer part for me right. at least. Uh, because you can actually give them some new concepts and teach them something new. Uh, sometimes they will ask questions, you can ask them questions. Uh, it's quite rewarding that way. Mm. But today itself, I was also feeling that it's, I think, not as engaging though. So it is definitely rewarding something I would enjoy, yeah. but it could not be the only thing that I'm doing. It's a good thing that I am having this experience. Yeah, exactly. So I just I mean, know now how it feels like. It, right? Exactly. So it's sort of is paying out already. Um, yeah, I think the most exciting parts are when the students are keen and mm. they are, you know, coming to you, asking questions, you can help them out or just mm. some, just figure things out together. That's super exciting. What else? What have I been up to? Oh, yeah. Mm. This, actually, this might be a good segue. I've been listening to this uh, book by this guy called Rick Rubin. Uh-huh. So the book is called um, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. So Rick Rubin, right? Hmm. What a guy, man. <laughs> really. What's up? I can't believe he's a real guy. Uh, wait, let me find his wiki because I don't want to make up some stories <laughs> that's not true. How did you find him? Um, I, I don't know how I found him. I think I've just heard about him through some other people that I follow. Yeah. But he's basically this uh, producer. So he makes music. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, in, in the, I think mainly in the USA. Uh, but what he's really known for is... Like, he's super big. Like, he's produced a lot of crazy hits. Like, huh. very, very big bands. So, I think in, in music, product producer doesn't mean just that they pay for it. 
they had they're actively involved in what the song sounds like like i think sometimes people also make the sounds themselves i don't know if he goes that far but based on what i've read it clearly sounds like he has a lot of creative decisions to make with the artists like he works with them mm-hmm. um and this guy he's paid like crazy because people trust in him like they're like okay you know how this works right but then you look into his sort of personal career and i think there was even a clip where someone's asking him so what do you do and basically he just listens to things and he's like yeah this is good yeah this is not good <laughs> like clearly like and then i think some guy even okay. asked him asked him about like uh, like do, does he know like how these things work and he's like no i have basically zero technical ability what the fuck yeah. it's just yes or no you just like exactly so he just goes by what sounds nice to him okay. and then people go to him for that advice right. so they like yeah and but the 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 cool thing about that is like what he has cultivated basically is very good taste right right like he has a sense for what is good um maybe it's a bit of knowing what will do well out in the mm-hmm. wild or something mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem like a guy who cares too much about what other people think so at least when i'm like listening to the book right mm. so he's a bit you know, it's very obviously into spirituality he has like some some chapters on things that are very zen very meditation uh-huh. he doesn't talk about it directly i just i'm i just found it very very curious so even the book itself right he's not saying anything solid it's not like practical advice of like do this hmm. um i mean clearly that's why you like it yeah and <laughs> but exactly but it works hmm. it's like he is saying a lot of things without really saying anything mm-hmm. but in the end of, in the end of it you like still take away something and he he even That's says beautiful. this like just takes take the parts that make sense that to you resonate with you yeah exactly wait actually there was one one quote from Rick Rubin's so you didn't uh, even read the wikipedia yeah i hope i was trying to find something okay this is someone talking about rick rubin's production methods uh huh he says he's fantastic with sound and arrangements and he's tremendous with artists they love him he shows them how to make it better and he gets more honest and exciting performances out of people than anyone he has the ability and the patience to let music be discovered not manufactured um so this this is following up from another guy who's basically saying that when they paid him this insane ridiculous amount of money to produce mm. he was only with them like Five hours in a month or something like that's that's all he was there to give input for, and then he was like initially mad about it. Yeah. But then there is like, oh okay, now I see. Wow, I really want to see what he's doing. He even looks. Look at him. He looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that actually check wow. out the book. I I do recommend it. It's mm. pretty. It's he has a very nice voice. It's nice to listen to. All right. Yeah, okay. I guess that is as close as a segue as we'll get. <laughs> we can move on to is science art. Yeah. So, I mean, this one I haven't really like fully thought it out. It's just like a few few ideas that I'm like playing around. But Where did this come from? I'm not sure. I think I was just in oh, I think it started out something like um I could use more creativity hmm. in my research. I see. I don't know how I thought of that but I just remember that as a starting point hmm. and I was thinking oh wait yeah why isn't it more creative on a regular basis like why does it not feel creative hmm. most of the cool research mm-hmm. it does come from creativity oh yeah it, ha- it has to be creative it's just that we are maybe we can actively try to engage 
and bring creative ways yeah i mean of course so my initial intention with that was i want to be more creative right like of course like you hear these stories of where people thought of um, like a very novel solution to some problem that was like refusing to be solved yeah so that i don't deny like of mm. course there's like a uh, lot of creativity within yeah. science but i think it's not the day to day aspect of it mm. okay i think maybe this is a good starting point which is actually how how they are different um i think one one sort of reason why it feels different is because i mean science obviously you're trying to seek truth right you're saying you're trying to describe how things really are like that is the bulk of science yeah. maybe there is some yeah. prediction you want to guess how things will be in the future but most of it is like trying to accurately describe how things are yeah very objective um, but art on the other hand doesn't care about truth right it's it mostly seeks to resonate with people um in fact it's more emotion yeah and in fact there is no such thing as true art right like if anything um good art has multiple interpretations and there is no like correct way of looking at it yeah uh but that's very different from what you would call good science right because good science on the other hand should be clear and everybody should take they away the same message consen- exactly consensus yeah. unanimous um yeah like there. imagine mm-hmm. you read something and then you're like oh i think this means that yeah. and it's someone else, that's like that's not good right, right? They right. Know, you, you see it and you just have to see what they're trying to say yeah so i feel like okay maybe maybe that's why because that leaves more wiggle room with art right like mm-hmm. you can do what you want um and i guess you can also stop whenever you decide you're done like that's one aspect right that's like that's true that's true nobody else can come and be like oh i mean they can say that it is it can be finished more or can be yeah but you are like sort of the ultimate you're just authority you're just like no i think it is finished yeah. and that's the end of it yeah. no journal reviewers can <laughs> <laughs> true yeah and and maybe this is another difference which i guess this now not really talking about the difference but things you could take away is like if you start out making some art and let's say it's not going as well as you had as you had hoped you would still like sort of finish it off and be done with it you'll be like okay this is done i have made this it's maybe not the best thing i've made but it's something i've made and then you like if you have some place to put it up you might put it up you know that, like it's I think just that depends on the person for some people they might not put it up as it goes for research i see ah. where you sort of ended at some point and then it's just sitting in that hard drive or you know mm. um just just did not i see go anywhere else and same can happen for art i think for, for music for paintings etc depends on the artist if they okay. are they, they might need it to reach the certain stage if it does not show what they were thinking they might not want it to be out okay that's fair mm-hmm. i guess i was thinking about it from how i am so whenever i write for example mm. uh like of course there are drafts i don't finish yeah um but there is never like but there are many times when uh the thing i'm writing is not really complete or is not yeah. as good as it could be yeah uh but i can just like if i if i decide okay i am happy enough mm. i can just send it out mm. like there is no same as rupa research in that case who's going to accept it the lowest journal ever <laughs> uh, i suppose but like now we are not in that position like at least now there is like you know men- mentors involved this their is names system, will this is system of course is different yeah yeah mm-hmm. maybe yeah maybe if, if you're in like very open source field you're just doing an independent researcher yeah. and you try something it didn't work and you can just send yeah, it yeah but you were excited enough and you think you have reached a stage where you don't want to continue it further mm-hmm. you still can maybe put it out somewhere and then yeah. move on to the new project exactly and that was something i'm i'm trying to do more like if, 
right now it doesn't have to be a publication this is the thing i don't really care about the paper but i want it to be like some unit of work that's done mm. and it can be shown somewhere yeah so basically like let's say you just have some negative results that cannot go in a publication right so like yeah you tried something hmm. i'm sure people yeah, have I mean, struggled with this anything, yeah. uh, but why like if okay if it's something you're not going to publish anyway like it's not going to add to something why can't i just put it up on my blog for hmm. example i would be happy to Can have it not? there i don't know like i don't know if um, like you'd have to talk to people like the supervisors about the data you know like even though you used it and it didn't lead to anything I'd be okay with like sharing all this. Mm. So, but I do want to mm. bring it up. This is something I'm going to talk to them with because there's one thing in my mind where it was a cool idea to start with. Uh, we tried and it didn't work. Um I just don't want to like abandon it. Like fine, like we don't have to pursue it if it doesn't work, mm. but at least let's show the work we have done. Right? Mm. We thought of this, we yeah. explored it, you yeah. know, we made all these pretty plots. Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least that it. line of thinking might help to someone. Yeah, exactly. So, I will try to pitch it. Mm. Okay. Um so next one is like following rules versus breaking them, right? So again, I think this is re- sort of related to the first one, but in science you're sort of focused on doing things the correct way, mm. right? Like there is a like you get commended if you follow all the rules, like you have all the controls, yeah. you thought of all the edge cases. Yeah. Um that's when you get praised. I feel I'm feeling icky. Yeah. But but it is fair <laughs> enough, right? That's course, yeah. that's the way you yeah. want to do good science. Mm. But good art probably doesn't do that, right? Like if you maybe follow instructions to the detail, it probably doesn't leave an impression on someone. I don't know enough about art to know this, but it's true with writing. Right? People who like intentionally break grammar sometimes. Yeah. Uh they are the ones who who get remembered. Mm. Oh, I never thought of this. Breaking yeah. grammar. Yeah, yeah on purpose. Like right. people make up words, words that don't exist. <laughs> like just smash random words together mm. or intentionally say something in the mm. wrong way cuz i guess that like gets your attention too right yeah i mean even for art that's true i think I right assume. now right now what i'm doing is as i mentioned learning techniques mm-hmm. seeing things van go okay let's let's just try and make that why is he so cool look at what he just created mm. nobody else can had that idea just this novelty and creativity of whatever he was doing is insane and yeah. even for me like in future that's the idea being able to sort of distance up like learn all of this and then distance away from it mm-hmm. and bring your own unique uh, style yeah like that's, that's cool i guess that's a good good strategy i think this one is not even uh, so focused on science it's more about it, this is the career aspect of being an academic mm-hmm. versus a artist mm-hmm. um this and this is not my idea this is like some uh, this is a blogger called paul graham he's like a computer scientist and uh-huh. and when he talks about art he's actually talking about building good software Oh. that's art for him hmm. so that's the context this is in hmm. but he basically says in academia uh, the best strategy is to pick pick something that no one wants to do right like it's such a icky awkward clunky thing that no one is like tempted to take it maybe you have some leverage over it for whatever reason you know, or you're just like hmm. arrogant enough to like deal with all the problems mm-hmm. but that is like the ideal place where you want to be because it ensures that no one else is going to like you know there's no competition there's no competition yeah right and then you have your time to like work with it and mm. over time you build expertise mm. um and and that's the way you become original mm. like you do some original right, research right, working right. on something no uh-huh. one else is working on uh-huh. um but in uh, art so again with the software context he claims that making something like making good art making something beautiful 
the best way to do that is to take existing stuff and tweaking it mm. so like combining things um in new ways uh and or like even making small refinements mm. that's what he thinks of um is like the bulk job of a of an artist hmm this point i mean again it could it is quite subjective right this opinion hmm i'm thinking music i'm thinking art music is in a way that right this just tweaking the existing stuff i suppose even even art for that matter writing of course you are assimilating all the ideas that are there and then just bringing out what you think about it what yeah. you have um digested from it Yeah like music if you know that you said that i remember there's this sort of documentary actually it's a pretty cool cool story it's this guy called uh, Kirby Ferguson he made a documentary once called everything is a remix hmm so why do i think i've heard of have you mentioned this before anyways go on yeah so he he made a short film hmm. and he did it in a few different ways uh but one of it is uh with music hmm. so he shows how you start with like a popular track now and then you find like he he traces its history back so mm. some parts of it were sampled from a song before mm. uh, that that came from a song before mm. and he traces them all the way back to like a crazy old amount of time mm. um and but yeah basically the claim is no one really makes things new like everything right. is a remix right. and he does that with a few different ideas one of it music he does it with tech a few other mm-hmm. things and the really cool part is he remakes the documentary again like he will, <laughs> he will remix the old one and make a new version hmm. like every couple of years it's right, pretty cool right, cool right, stuff right. so i was just reminded of that like yeah maybe in that sense art you can do that but yeah like this is where maybe it is in but some even, ways but even even in academia it's yeah you're building on existing the foundation stuff. and then remixing things this this whole paper talked about some idea you're just like you know translating it with your system true yeah like this one sort of falls apart when you look into it hmm. like when i read it it sounded convincing hmm. but when i thought about it it was like eh, not really yeah i mean in terms of similarity i feel for one thing i mentioned was the process mm. i think both scientists and artists are constantly looking for inspiration mm-hmm. if be it active or passive i don't i'm not sure yeah. but i think as as an artist i also really different things can stimulate you same mm-hmm. is true for an uh, a scientist who is reading something and they're like oh this connection oh with what i am doing and things like that so that um yeah I, i was even thinking about this is a little far fetched now but in terms of similarities of course both of these streams require creativity mm-hmm. and these are also the people who turn out to be like more having all these mental illnesses and things like that oh yeah that's that's true so many movies will yeah. watch some yeah. crazy scientists or like crazy artists true, true, people true. like that so that's the but that, that's the similarity <laughs> If you're a, either an artist or a scientist, you might be more prone to mental illness. Yeah. That's the conclusion. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, you, the point you mentioned about how it does not feel creative in, on day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. It is just difficult. I'm just thinking about, for example, I'm I'm making a painting, mm-hmm. and if I'm even if I'm making a painting every day, the 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 steps involved, the process involved, feels creative. It just feels more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. even 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 though it's exactly the same what i did yesterday hmm i think that there was something i wanted to touch upon is because like this kind of art right like when you just sit down to paint and then you finish it in one go um or even like other things like writing a blog where the timelines are shorter, shorter. uh i think that's part of it right hmm. like there's iteration hmm. uh and yeah th- at the end of each iteration you have something yeah yeah so, even if you're looking at this this one big idea in research 
it's just so far fetched mm. the idea is really cool really creative but maybe it's spread across a span of 4 3 to 4 years yeah and obviously it is difficult to have that excitement every day exactly and this i think like okay now that opens a whole can of worms uh not worms these are things i want to talk about but i think we should save them for another episode which oh. will be um basically wet lab versus dry lab mm. right mm. i feel like dry lab has some of these components where mm. like the timelines are faster yeah you can go through these iterations and the cool thing is also you have like a fair bit of flexibility right like so I, like i was saying earlier you have a thing you want to do hmm. um you can try many different ways like hmm. the sort of barrier to entry to try a new solution is super low absolutely like with wet lab if it's a new protocol yeah maybe some people just have more agency and they can like still set it up and do it still i mean i see people optimizing things like five types of different transfection reagents yeah not fun yeah so this is what i was thinking about right so whenever i talk to dennis uh, this always comes up where when it's when it's bioinformatics stuff i am fairly excited to like try different things mm-hmm. um because to me it's like oh that that's just like this much work it's not that much mm-hmm. i can do it mm-hmm. um whereas he tends to be a bit conservative because mm-hmm. i guess he doesn't see it the same way i do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh but with wet lab it's the other way around I right see. to him it's like oh this is so simple oh. just try these three different things he's but i have a wet lab scientist by training right yeah he's a wet lab scientist mm-hmm. by training that makes sense yeah but then maybe maybe it isn't different maybe it is just a, a mental block right doing these yeah and, and i think mental block is not the right word because it implies that it's just a block get rid of it i i don't think i'm implying that like these blocks are real and yeah, you should I take you. them physically i can <laughs> you should take them seriously <laughs> but it was just curious to think uh from from that perspective of like oh maybe for someone who's very proficient with wet lab this is not uh mm. like a, a difficult thing okay mm. i mean now now we're going more into wet lab as a trial i think we should just really as a, went into it really as a separate episode because i think there's quite a lot to talk about yeah it is it is difficult to bring in parallels if you just zoom out and just look at the creativity angle yes but apart from that really just as i mentioned on on the notes as well that that whole process it just takes you in the zone just the small smallest thing that you're doing the freedom that gives you is something else i cannot compare it with academia yeah actually the flow state thing is a good good point because a few tasks in in research make you feel make me at least feel in flow state i think um the reading can do that like if there's one if there's like some new idea hmm. that i'm chasing yeah. trying to find like the correct information and just making up a story hmm. that can feel like it um mo- definitely more easily with like programming yeah. like there's a problem you're trying to solve yeah. uh and th- it's also more rewarding because at the end you know like you've solved the problem or mm-hmm. not like it's not like oh i have a cool idea but i'm not sure if it's yeah. real yeah. um it's hmm. that so there are a few things i think very rarely experiments can feel like it also uh but this is i don't think this is coming from the experiment itself i think that's me being in like a good good state then i can in, like sort of induce it myself right mm. so repetitive tasks so it's mm. kind of like doing the dishes almost mm. like sometimes it can feel good right? i like doing dishes every time every time no time <laughs> i told you this right like i am the dishwasher <laughs> i chopping chopping vegetables etc as well i just love it i see yeah. uh for me not always but if i am being intentional then i can enjoy it mm. So it's true for some experiments. Hmm. So I guess the, yeah that that might be something some similarities there the flow state hmm. stuff. 
<laughs> lot of segways. It was fun though. It was good. Yeah. Good luck editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>